Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Mel Robbins talking about why you need to stop holding yourself back. I chose this episode because I always hold myself back. I hold myself back through actions like procrastination and through speech and things like excuses. And I think what Mel points out is critical when she points out that we're quick to support others before ourselves. I'm always finding myself supporting my friends, whether it's motivational pep talks or if it's me directly supporting their endeavors. We all need to give ourselves more attention and support to be successful. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah, the Uber driver in Dallas that's in this book. Um, I get choked up when I think about him. Uh, An aha moment. Why choked up? I get choked up. Because what happens for me every single day is, and you hear from people every single day, you've got millions and millions of people that are inspired by, empowered by, impacted by your content. There are people out there that use your work as a lifeline, and it is humbling. And what I am really present to in the work that I'm putting out, in the stuff that I'm sharing, whether it's my failures or the things that I'm using that are helping me in my own struggles, is just how much people are holding themselves back Mm. and how much pain people feel. Because most folks know what they dream about and what they want. And yet, They're spending all of their time and energy arguing against what they want. And so you can have all these epiphanies. I hope that when somebody listens to our conversation and watches this, that they have a massive aha moment. But it's not going to mean fucking shit if you don't take action and do something about it. The aha moment is the door that opens But your new life does not begin unless you fucking step through the door. And most people, and that's what was so kind of, you know, the simple idea of high-fiving yourself, of encouraging yourself, of supporting yourself. Most people, when you have an aha moment and the door to your new life opens up, instead of going, I got this, let's go, and high-fiving yourself to step forward, most of us go, hmm I don't know if I'm worth it. I don't know if right now is the right time to do this. I don't think I'm good enough. I failed so many times I can't go through that door. And that's the problem I want to attack right now. That there is somewhere in your life that you know what you want. You can feel it pulling you. And you are actively arguing against it. You're bringing yourself down. You're beating yourself out. Like people will cheer for you and me. They won't cheer for themselves. I'm the same way. And so this Uber driver, the story that you're talking about, I get into the car and we start driving and I'm on the phone as we're driving and I'm having a conversation with somebody about this daytime talk show that I launched, which was a dream with Sony Pictures Television and then uh, was promptly fired after season one. It was a huge fucking failure because we didn't make it to season two. Huge failure in real world terms. Massive success when it comes to the timeline of my life. 
And so I'm talking to this person about the talk show. I hang up the phone and this Uber driver comes alive. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're in my cab. And I'm like, why? And he says, because I, I want to talk to you about something. I think you can help me. And I'm like, great. How can I help you? And he says, I have a dream of being a Oscar winning uh, actor and creating opportunities for other black and Latino men to do the same in acting. And I'm like, freaking fantastic. What the fuck are you doing in Dallas? <laughs> right? You know, the guy's 25. And so I, I go, you know, the game is in New York and L.A. I mean, sure, you can act, you can write stuff, you can be here in Dallas, but why are you not in L.A.? Why are you not in New York? And he's like, you're right, you're right, you're right. I need to move to L.A. I'm like, why not? And he says, I have $700 in my bank account. And I'm like, that's freaking fantastic. You have $700 in a car? Dude, drop me off and get driving. What are you waiting for? And so we have this whole conversation, and I write about it in this book, where I am actively arguing for his dream, and he is actively arguing against his dream. And what is so sad is throughout this conversation, Tom, he's like, you're right, $700 could get me there. You're right, I am only 25. You're right, if I keep thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about what I want to be doing, I'm not only going to drive in circles, my whole life is going to spin in circles as I think about what I want and I don't do shit about it. And then you are going to find yourself not at 25, but at 45 or 65, and you're going to be so filled with regret that you never fucking put a, put a bet on yourself. And so this conversation ends with him declaring that he's going to go to California and me giving him a bunch of tools that I talk about in this book. And the point of the story is, does he move or not? I don't fucking know. The point of the story is it's so easy to see what somebody else should do. It's so easy to cheer for somebody else. We all do that, right? We cheer for our favorite sports teams. We follow our favorite influencers and authors. We plan birthday parties for our friends. We take on extra work from our colleagues. We support everyone around us. We do not know how to do it for ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting trick of the mind. And like you, I have this similar sense of, I want to be able to want it for people. Yeah. And the one thing in my life that I am very grateful for is that I know how to build desire. I know how to go down the process of wanting something. What, what is that process for you of desire? Because most what I've found in this book is here's the thing for most people, and I'm hoping that your process will attack this. What I've discovered that is heartbreaking is the average person cannot celebrate themselves Cannot, I'm going to ask everybody who's watching this to tomorrow morning stand in front of the mirror. We're going to unpack this whole thing and try to high five yourself. And most really people, fast, give people the, the science behind why that's meaningful. So I have this habit of every single morning, I stand in front of the mirror and I take a moment and I raise my hand and I give my reflection a high five. And there is so much science behind this. So instead of seeing yourself, right? And have, having this moment in the mirror, you know what the average person does? First of all, we beat ourselves down. So I would look in the mirror for 40 some years and be like, oh my God, my freaking jowls look like saddlebags on a goddamn horse going in the Grand Canyon. My eyes have a, my neck is only striped, my boob, one boob's hanging lower than the other. I look like shit, my gray hair. Like I start bringing myself down. 
And when you start going down that road with your reflection, then your thoughts go to, I didn't get to that email. I forgot to text Lisa back. I, oh my gosh, the dog still needs to be walked. I've got nine minutes for my first Zoom call. You're now checking out. And that moment in the mirror every morning could be a profound moment where you lift yourself up and you check back in with your intention. So the first piece of research, and this is recent from Harvard Business School, is that a simple moment in the morning where you set an intention about who you're going to be today impacts productivity, how you show up as a leader, it impacts your confidence, it impacts your mood all day long, just that simple moment of setting an intention. So that's research number one. Instead of standing in front of the sink in your bathroom and criticizing your appearance or mindlessly going on autopilot, check back in and let's teach you to make it a habit to lift yourself back up.